Hello, fellow safety and health professional, and welcome to another podcast in a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. It wasn't my fault. How many times have you heard someone say that? If you've conducted incident investigations, no doubt it's been in the mix of responses you've gotten during the interview process. Often what comes next is the reason why the person doesn't feel responsible and why it wasn't their fault. It's an excuse. Now, an excuse is an attempt to lessen the blame attached to a false or offense. Though excuses can be accurate, a person may have not done something because of I don't know, the weather, or perhaps they weren't sure of something. And so the excuse could be accurate, but generally excuses are considered to be falsehoods, if not downright lies, or at least deceptions. Everyone has to put up with excuses. However, many of us safety professionals hear them more than average. I know I did when I was a full-time safety supervisor. Usually it didn't bother me, but sometimes I would get frustrated because it felt like my influence as a safety leader might not be what it should be. I would sometimes say, man, why are these people doing this? Why are these, they know they should be, whether it's being tied off or wearing their protective equipment or getting a permit. uh, I would feel sometimes that maybe I wasn't having as much influence as I should. It can feel unpleasant to admit that you're at fault because it means you're responsible for what happened. In fact, uh, the new Merriam-Webster Dictionary lists one definition for fault as, quote, responsibility for something wrong, unquote. That's why the ancient German proverb, no one sees his own faults, is still true today. It doesn't feel good to say, I'm responsible for what happened. Reacting to and handling other people's excuses for their actions can be tough if you let it bother you. As I mentioned a moment ago, I usually don't, sometimes, but usually I don't, and for three reasons. One, I realize the person might believe that what they're saying is really a reason for their misdeed or lack of doing something they were supposed to. We can fool ourselves easily, and so I realize that, that the person may not actually be lying to me. at least in their mind. Two, it's not going to make any difference if I get upset. They're still going to believe the excuse or they're still going, they still told me the excuse. So I don't take it personal. And three, I make excuses. We all do to varying degrees. In fact, the excuses that hold me back the most in my life are the ones that I silently make for my shortcomings. And by shortcomings, I mean not meeting a standard I've set for myself or being lax in pursuing a goal. And I'll make an excuse of why I didn't exercise today or meditate or some of the other things that I want to do every day that I've put down as goals for my daily living. And it all boils down, whether you make excuses or not, to a psychological term that's called your locus of control, which is how much you think you are responsible for your performance and situations. If your locus of control, which just kind of means the center of your control, if your locus of control is mostly external, you'll typically blame other people and circumstances for things that don't work out the way you hoped. 
this encourages excuses. It's always something out there that caused you to do something you shouldn't have or you regret or not to finish a project, let's say. On the other hand, if your locus of control is mostly internal, you'll tend to take responsibility for your behavior, whether that behavior creates a win or a loss. You know, the good part about that is if you have a internal locus of control when something really goes well or you accomplish something even if it surprises you how well it went you can still take responsibility for it in a positive way now here are two mental techniques i use to help me strengthen my internal locus of control and hopefully they'll help you too i do have the time and you can put anything after that i do have the time to blank Fill it in with one of your goals or lifelong dream. There's something you've always wanted to do, whether it be professionally or personally. You do have the time. That's one of the biggest excuses that we make that prevent us from fulfilling our goals and from having a life that we want in certain ways. So turn it around and find the time. It's there, even if it takes some sacrificing to get it. One of my favorite examples of finding time for your dream comes from New York Times bestselling author John Grissom. And he's done so much with his life as far as his writing and other projects. Well, while he was a full-time lawyer, Grissom would get up at 4 a.m. to write for two hours before he had to go to work. I listened to an interview that he gave one time on the radio, and he talked about this, how people would go by his office and see the light on, and they thought he was a hard-working lawyer because at 4 o'clock his light was on, but it wasn't for his law, law work. It was uh, writing his books. But he still was also a good lawyer. Not only that, during a USA Today interview, he said, quote, if I had 30 minutes or an hour, I would sneak up to the old library, hide behind the law books, and write A Time to Kill, unquote, which was A Time to Kill was one of his first big hits. Um, it was even turned into a movie that was also a hit. So you do have the time to pursue your dreams, no matter what your age or circumstance. Sure, you may have to make some adjustments, like going to bed and getting up a bit earlier than you do now. Or perhaps you could cut down on your screen time. That's one thing that it surely is taking so much of our valuable time away from us. You know, Facebook and Twitter and email that's unnecessary. Time waits for no one, so use it to your advantage now. And number two, it's okay to make mistakes. This will help you prevent yourself from making excuses and from beating yourself up. I regularly remind myself it's okay to make mistakes. I used to beat myself up over this. Anytime I made a mistake during a talk, even though I would try to blame it on something outside of myself, so my locus of control was on the outside when it came to having a problem with one of my talks, I would say, oh, the audience was miserable, it was too early in the morning, the sound was lousy, or I had jet lag. Now, instead of casting blame outside of myself, I use my internal locus of control and ask, what could I have done to improve what happened? Then I remind myself that all of us make mistakes at times. Admit it, you made a mistake. It's no big deal, usually. However, if you take responsibility for your mistakes, 
and your locus of control is internal, they can help you grow.